and welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with the indicas.com. Now this issue's cover takes a look at one of the hottest properties in the mobile phone industry and we are talking about Micromax which in a matter of about 5 years has moved up to the second rank in the smartphone industry and it's third overall behind Samsung and Nokia and joining me to talk about his cover is the very familiar voice of Rohin Dharmakumar who is the editor telecoms media and entertainment at Forbes hi Rohin hi abhishek great to be back on your show as always thanks a lot this time it's a question that everybody has whoever owns a smartphone what explains the spectacular success of micromax when there are so many others who have tried to breach samsung's market share have failed tell us briefly about your cover story and what particularly caught your attention about the company and why did you say that it's time that we put it on the cover let me take the last question first the decision to put the story on the cover is obviously not mine it's the editor so i suspect they must have seen a good story as to what uh, interests us about as journalists as a magazine in micromax we've been tracking the company i mean we did our first story on the company back in 2010 when they were making only feature phones and they were known primarily for qwerty keypad phones dual sim phones and long battery phones it's an underdog combined with great ambition people have written them off saying that look i mean this is a one trick pony i mean you know what next considering that the mobile phone industry evolves so very rapidly i think it's a great thing that a company has managed to not only retain its position but strengthen it but evolve from feature phones to smartphones and looking much beyond india also as well they've got that spanking new global ad campaign with you jackman i mean they've got a lot going for them and as journalists our job is to always follow interesting stories and hopefully try to tell them in a good way so that readers will appreciate it what has it got consistently right in the last few years that perhaps a few other players haven't when we particularly talk about smartphones rohan you have a template the screen is that big you have certain price points you have certain advertising budget and you have an android which is pretty much a commodity now on all phones and you have about 15 competitors in that space and micromax clearly with 22.7% market share in smartphones alone is a big share at the core i think micromax what it was when they started out in 2009 2010 what it is today and i think what it will be at least in the foreseeable future boils down to two things they have the uncanny ability to spot even the smallest of trends sometimes in the market or the biggest of trends sometimes and two react very rapidly to it when we did our first story we were talking about them being able to spot the market for a new phone and put it in the market in 3 months now they do it in much lesser so you may be a great company if you can spot an opportunity but you take time to capitalize it or you could have a very fast supply chain but it's hobbled by the fact that you don't know what the right products are so these guys seem to be doing the two of these time after time time after time with uncanny precision now we don't know how long this will last for their sake i hope it lasts a while longer that that's essentially what it boils down to and can you give a couple of examples on point a that you mentioned that they spot an opportunity when others are caught napping sure i mean let me take an example from their early days and let me take an example from you know their current days right two of the examples from their early days are the entire dual sim trend or the qwerty keypad trend right for the longest while qwerty keypads were found primarily only in blackberries and a couple of other maybe Nokia E series phones right but when there was this massive aspirational thing about having a qwerty keypad but i think these guys spotted the fact that people wanted a qwerty keypad on their regular phones 
and they started putting qwerty keypads all over the place into their phones and their phones started selling out or take the entire dual sim this thing right you know indians we figure out loopholes in the system right if our existing mobile operator doesn't give us good plans then we'll take another one instead of carrying two phones we prefer having a dual sim and the incumbent and the leader at that time nokia was in denial over dual sim for years by the time they finally decided to make dual sim a dual sim is pretty much a non feature now right to take a more recent example is the entire movement towards the large screen tablet category which is essentially cross between a phone and a tablet i've been skeptic of that form factor but look at micromax when they saw that devices like for instance samsung's note had a cache with customers but those costed the earth 40000 plus they practically bet the house on the 5 inch format and then you know introduce a new canvas line where they compared it i mean in the words of uh, rahul sharma one of the co-founders uh, of micromax he said you know and i quote him that our competitors had a bunch of different screen sizes 3.5 inch 3.7 inch 4 inch 4.3 inch 5 inch as though there was some kind of a checklist and they were essentially checking those screen sizes again just like qwerty right i mean everybody wanted a qwerty so there this thing was looks like everybody wants a 5 inch phone and and they put bunch of 5 inch phones at prices ranging from 6000 7000 8000 upwards to like now i think they sell the most expensive there's around 18000 19000 but the fact is the 5 inch screen remains common so it's like everybody wants a 5 inch phone and i think we see it on the streets today the number of people i come across who have these massive phones with their two tone covers is i think testament to the fact that large screens win keeping everything else constant if you go to a user and ask him would you like a large screen or a small screen i think the overwhelming number of users today would say give me a large screen some part of it might also come from the vanity of owning a larger phone absolutely and i keep going back to the qwerty example would it be the case that many of the people who had micromax qwerty phones at some level also felt when they were using their phones that they had the equivalent of a blackberry quite possibly so similarly today are there micromax users who feel that their 5 inch devices are the equivalent of a samsung galaxy note quite possibly but at the same time i'm sure now there are many others and there are many i think the number of people who are buying micromax phones because they are micromax phones or because they have what they want is also fairly significant i would argue that not everybody who is buying a micromax phone today is buying it simply because he or she cannot afford to pay 2x how did they pull that off so here's where i think micromax was aided by a bunch of trends that's taking place in the overall smartphone space the first is the fact that people today are changing especially the youth are changing their phones very frequently satish babu the founder of universal one of the largest mobile phone chains in india told me that on an average he think his buyers change phones every 9 months right i mean that's amazing i mean i am like a old fogy i mean i kept my last nexus one for nearly 3 years i'm with you on that i have a an htc desire hd which is i, I believe extinct and it's there with me for 3 years and yeah, I, so i'm not going to change exactly, it yet. like let's not embarrass each other over <laughs> here <laughs> But the thing is, when people change their phones very rapidly, many of them are loath to spend thirty, forty thousand rupees on a phone. You know, this is a circular argument. If you buy a forty thousand rupee phone, then maybe you will keep for three years. I don't think that's the case because technology evolves so fast. Are people keeping two-year-old iPhones today because they cost forty-five thousand rupees two years ago? No, I don't think so. 
people are trading in last year's iPhones to buy this year's iPhone 5s right so regardless of the price people will change their phones very rapidly now once you know that happens then you know people are like hey hang on i mean you know i pay 20000 or i pay 25000 and i get a quad core processor and i get a hd screen and i get a battery life and i get android the latest version so exactly what am i paying another 15 20000 for you rattled a few specifications of a phone like a quad core processor etc now micromax in its advertisements the ads are very sophisticated foreign locations there's an american voice over you mentioned uh, you jackman how did jackman come in the picture suddenly did you get a chance to talk about this to the founders yes so i asked rahul about it and it's quite interesting because he faced i think a significant amount of opposition from within his team from his marketing folks senior executives at Micromax and the refrain was that most people do not know who Hugh Jackman is, especially in their target audience. But his point and he persevered, he said, look, it's all right if they don't know, if 80% of, of my existing market doesn't know who it is, but if 20% of the people who really do know, I mean, that's the guys I want to influence. It's a huge coup for Micromax and for the others, I think it becomes a conversation element and they come to know about it. And Hugh Jackman would have been surprised at getting a call from an Indian company, a mobile phone company <laughs> himself. I, I don't have Wolverine's phone number, otherwise <laughs> right. I would ask him that. So I'm not quite sure how he would react to me calling him up to ask. Yeah, that 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 would be wouldn't be such a bright idea. Especially if you've seen his latest The Wolverine. So he's an angry guy, right? And nobody pisses off The Wolverine. No, no, that that's a tough gig to survive after that. And and what about Samsung and Nokia here? When you spoke to Samsung in this case, they say that they do not consider Micromax as their competitor, and they don't even believe in the stats of market share. Now, what do you make of that? Samsung is a nimble player. There is no doubt. when micromax for instance it's it's spotted gaps in samsung's product lineup samsung had apparently one at the 6000 5000 6000 price point a smartphone and then something at around 9000 10000 so there was a gap there when they plugged that with over five or six phones you know one at every 1000 rupees but samsung has now plugged those gaps with many of its own models so in response to for instance nokia's asha entry level feature phones they've got their own rex line the galaxy model has bunch of probably like a couple of dozen models that start from 5 6000 you know straight all the way up to like 40000 it's not an apples to apples comparison to say that samsung's market share and micromax's market share are comparable fact is samsung sells much more expensive devices with much higher profit margins but that said what does samsung think of micromax i mean i can't speak for samsung but i think that the response that i got from the company is not indicative of their business strategy from what i heard from my reporting and you know by talking to various sources is that the company takes micromax quite seriously but it's another thing that in public they may not want to acknowledge that mm. micromax is a competitor is is micromax in a way pulling the same stunt that samsung pulled off on apple at the world stage by trying to copy it and come up with products which are far far cheaper now is micromax doing the same thing in india and i don't think so i mean there is no taking away market share from apple i don't apple continues to grow it's just that the overall pie is continuing to kind of explode and in the exploding pie android phones and samsung might be growing at a faster rate than apple so i don't think samsung has stolen market share from apple that's one point samsung aren't just copycats i mean they are one of the largest corporations in the world they spend billions of dollars they actually supply many of the components that go into iphones from batteries to processors to led screens etc so they are far ahead in terms of their own r&d as well 
I don't think there's a comparison there. What Micromax is essentially doing is that obviously Micromax cannot invest billions of dollars or even hundreds of millions of dollars in original R&D. And I would argue that there is no point for them to do so. What they're essentially doing is that when a Samsung uh, or a Nokia or an Apple kind of comes out with a flagship device, the new processor or with a new screen format and all that, what happens is that more often than not, the manufacturer is done, again, out of China and Taiwan. And that technology gets commoditized very fast. The moment the manufacturers are doing it, within a few months, that technology becomes much more affordable and a quad-core processor that is there in a premium-end phone will be broken down into other quad-core processors that slow it, but much cheaper. Or a screen can be offered at different resolutions, much cheaper. Economies of scale kick in, right? I mean, once the big guys are essentially bankrolling the R&D and their devices come out and start selling tens of millions of devices, economies of scale kick in and then like three months down the line, six months down the line, you know, the contract manufacturers can offer the same spec at a much cheaper price to anybody else who wants it. So which is why these guys, or Micromax for instance, can offer near about the same kind of specs at a fraction of the cost. True. And you mentioned that in your story that they are more in the business of offering good enough options for a fraction of a price, even if they are a little late. And I think is that their way of moving in? Let's see what others are doing, wait for the market to warm up and then launch something at one-tenth of the price. Yeah, it's a mix of both. When it comes to the core technology, I don't think they're very caught up about it. And frankly, I don't think many users are too, right? Do you know, for instance, what is the clock speed of the Intel processor that runs in your laptop today? No, I don't care as long as I can work on my Word document. Exactly, right? So that's happened in PCs. There used to be a time when all of us knew which Intel processor we had and what was its clock speed. Today, we don't know how many cores it had at what clock speed it runs, right? So that point is nearing very rapidly in smartphones too that we've got quad cores you know Micromax is soon I think coming out with an octa core device how many cores can you add (laughs) how much more RAM can you add I would argue that we've already reached a point where the war of the technology or specs is coming to an end they don't need to invest in that and they realize that they seem to have a pretty vibrant culture or a very direct kind of you know startup like culture They're trying to preserve that, which is as we get big, let's not become the companies that we disrupted so that somebody else can come and disrupt us. That's nicely put. I think on that note, uh, time to wrap up. Thanks a lot, Rohan, for this and congratulations on yet another cover. Thank you, Abhishek. All you listeners, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com as well as TheIndicast.com and subscribe to us on iTunes. And to have someone call you from Forbes for a subscription, message Forbes to 51818. 